Hello, and welcome to Sentimentally Ill, Episode 2. This is The Legend of Zelda. I'm here today with a close family member, um, close in age, too, which I think, as far as people in my family, like, we definitely grew up around a lot of females. So, like, I felt like there wasn't too much of, like, having somebody, like, who was on the same level as, like, video games. If you know what I mean. So this is Joseph Mercer. How you doing today, buddy? Hello, I'm doing very well. How about yourself? Not too bad. Um, a little prior, we were trying to figure out this whole Skype internet recording <laughs> thing. And I think we managed to get it down though. I hope yeah. it comes out okay. I agree. I think I think we we got a good thing going now. We've got multiple recording sources going, so don't fail us now. <laughs> Uh, but back to the matter on hand, The Legend of Zelda. Um, so I feel like everybody knows who like Walt Disney is. Everybody knows who Stan Lee is. But, like not many people know who Shigeru Miyamoto is. No, they really don't. Like they, um, you know, everybody's heard of The Legend of Zelda. You know, because it's a very popular game franchise. But as far as the the names and like the faces of the people behind it, nobody right. knows who these guys are unless you're like a diehard fan like you and I. Exactly. Like, I like, he definitely deserves his own, like, monument as far as, like, creating a universe, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, a household name, but, like, nobody knows who he is, kind of, I feel like. Yeah. No, I can definitely agree with that, for sure. I mean, and besides The Legend of Zelda, obviously, Mario, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong, all the classics, um... Anything else? Uh, Metroid Two, right? So. Um, I believe so. That's. I mean, they kind of do like a little bit of all of it. Shigeru does. Um, Metroid was definitely one that I feel is not as well known. Like, not many people have played Metroid as much as they've played Mario or The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, so, um, as far as like his inspiration. I uh, grew up in Sanobi, Japan. I don't know if you knew that, but he used to explore the hillsides, forests, and caverns in his hometown. So that was kind of like the inspiration behind the game. Oh, that, I actually did not know that. So that's a fun yeah. fact. Yeah, um, I also read that he was very influenced by Peter Pan as well, which I think accounts for Link's costume a lot. Oh yeah, no that. Yeah, I never would have put the two together, but you're right. It's like yeah. The green tunic, you know, he's got that the pointed cap. The only difference is Link doesn't fly. <laughs> right. I mean, he turns into an adult eventually, but um, oh yeah, he, he's not forever a kid either. That's true. No, yeah, we're gonna get into that too. As far as like the different links and all that <laughs> stuff, which I got to admit, I find it pretty confusing myself. But yeah, it's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, so let's start off with you though, like. What was the first Zelda game you ever played? So the first Zelda game that I have serious memories of playing would definitely be um, Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 64. Yeah. Um, my old uh, and a very old friend of mine, like I've literally known this kid since we since I was a year old. Um, his his dad had an N64 when we were growing up, and he played Ocarina of Time, and he got to the point in the game where it's the the final battle and me and my friend would load up his dad's save file and we would take turns fighting the final boss in that game for hours like he would start he'd beat it he'd hand me the controller and we'd just do the same thing over and over and over and over so ocarina of time i I don't want to say it's like my top favorite zelda game it's definitely way up there but that game is forever burned into my brain. I'm never going to forget how to do those side quests. I'm never going to forget <laughs> where things are hidden. It's just hardwired into my my framework now. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like that with a couple Mario games. Some of the old side-scrollers, like, you just will never forget where things mm-hmm. are. Right. Um, so you said that you, you played, like, just the, the boss battle to begin with? Well, it's like, like we kind of played the actual like game and story, but his yeah. dad his dad had the save file where everything was done. And once yeah. once you beat the game, 
it say it loads your save up like prior to beating the boss. So it's like you could inf infinitely fight the final boss. So what we would do was we'd load up that save file. You'd be in the final dungeon. And then you just go fight the boss. And we would just take turns. He would beat the boss. He'd hand me the controller. I'd load up the file, beat the boss, pass him the controller. And we would just do that for hours and hours. And I think that's really where my, my love for the, the franchise as a whole came from. Because I just had... Even though I was only fighting the final boss over and over, you know, when you're a kid, little things like that are very entertaining. You can do the same thing a hundred times in a row. It never and how gets old are you? How I old am, are you? Would you say I'm, when this is happening? Oh man, when I mean, Ocarina of Time came out in '98, so I was eight around then. You're a couple years younger than me. So is this around the time it came out? Would you say? I would say maybe uh not right when it came out maybe a, a year or so maybe a couple of years after it came out because i know his his father had time to play through the actual game as a whole and get to the the final boss and then he'd leave it for us to play so i want to say it was within the first three years of the game's release or so nice i mean I, that game for me like i don't know growing up like i had an n64 and it was all about like camp PlayStation, but like that game put like N64 like on the map. Oh, it really like, did. Like that was the one game that was like, yeah, you got Final Fantasy VII, you got all these other games, but like you don't have Ocarina of Time. Exactly. <laughs> Ocarina of Time it, it set the precedent for future RPGs. Like Final Fantasy did a very good job too. But there's a lot of things that came out of Ocarina of Time that a lot of games afterwards and nowadays, they pull inspiration from. You know, like having fetch quests or upgrading inventory slots and stuff like that. It was definitely... I, w I don't want to say it was like super far ahead of its time when it released, but it was, very, it was a very groundbreaking game for sure right. when it came out. Yeah, I mean, especially today with, like, it's all about open world mm -hmm. games, that kind of thing. And I feel like that's just, like, the very beginning of it. Like, I'm sure if we went back now and played, like, you went through Hyrule, it wouldn't seem very big at all. But, like, at the time, like, it just seemed like such a big, never-ending world. Oh, yeah. there And there was corners. Oh, there was always hidden corners. And there was always something new to find that you hadn't seen before. Yeah, uh, that's kind of what I like about those games, too, is, like, they kind of reward you for being curious. Yes, big time. Big time. Yeah. That's the type of gamer I am. Even if it's, like, a single-player story, like, pretty much start-to-end game with not a lot of sidetracking, I'm literally going to check every single corner before I progress. <laughs> I don't care. I, if there's a secret, I'm going to find it, and then I'm going to continue with the story. That's just how I play games. Right on. And you had said earlier, um, like RPG elements. Do you consider Zelda to be an RPG? That's yes, kind of a it, bit of a heated. It's a heated it's, debate. It's it's yes and no because yeah. it, it's no because there's not like a level up aspect. There's not like a skill improvement or like stat increases. It's more of like it's, it's real like, time. It, it yeah, it's like a role play game at its smallest element you know what i mean agree, yeah. you you assume the role of a character and you have a mission to go out and save the princess but there are upgrades and you know you can increase your health and stuff like that so it's i would consider an rpg but not as much as like final fantasy or um like the fire emblem games or xenoblade chronicles those types of games those <laughs> are definitely rpgs at the forefront for sure right i didn't even really appreciate those types of games when i was younger either oh me kind of <laughs> i hated like having to wait my turn uh-huh and when like zelda i'm like well i can just attack like those are my skills right right like, exactly <laughs> you're free moving you can target an enemy and you can just swing your sword at it you don't have to like oh well he's got to move now first so i gotta stand here and hope i don't get hit no man i can <laughs> i can roll i can side jump i can backflip that was another big thing too with Ocarina of Time, the the Z targeting, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. huge like the, yes, it was one of the very first games to implement some a similar 
not a similar, but a targeting system of any kind, really. It was very, right. it, yeah, it was very big for its time. Like, it, it set, like, again, Zelda is, in its purest form, is more of, like, an action-adventure game with RPG elements. I would agree. But it's just, the, the way the combat was was great. It definitely, it wasn't limited basically. And if you wanted to leave the fight, you could, you know, whereas these newer RPGs like you, if you're you're not as fast or not faster than your opponent, you're stuck in the battle and you you gotta hope you don't die, you know? Right, yeah, whatever the stats say, that's how it's gonna go. Right, exactly. Kind of surprised they never, like, never really even really toyed with that either. Like, they kind of always just stuck to that formula, like the real-time fights. Oh, you mean like implementing a turn-based yeah type of gameplay into zelda i'm glad they didn't personally okay <laughs> yeah it, it i always love the aspect of being able to just walk around and explore <laughs> and then you know get into fights if necessary i right. never i was never like you said i i wasn't big on the whole turn-based rpg type thing i don't think they're bad games definitely i've, I've become more acquainted with them as i've gotten older there's a couple of games that i play now um with some friends online that are turn-based RPGs. Um, but there was just something about Zelda and the the freedom of it that really just stuck with me as a kid and as an adult. Yeah, that's one of my questions here. Like, is it, like what, what is it about Zelda that's the exploration? It's, um, oh man, that's a tough one because there's just, it's it's got to be... <laughs> I don't think one favorite thing, but well, like... <laughs> I, the, the the exploration is definitely a big part of it for sure, because yeah. you never you never know when you're gonna find a cracked wall that you can blow up with a bomb or a rock you can pick up and throw that's got a hole underneath it that you can drop into. There's just even like the old playing the older Zelda games now. There's still that exploration sense behind it and that's that's kind of what the the original zelda was based on on the um the original nintendo you literally got dropped into a world and we're told to you were told to explore like you weren't given anything you were you were just dropped into it here's a sword okay now what i don't know man you're on your own and then you know you just go you explore that's you're not even exaggerating though like that game just like that game's brutal. It's hard. It, it really is. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to play through it one of these days um, just so I can say I have, but I feel like I'm going to have, like, a tab open off to the side that's, like, the walkthrough in case I get stuck because there's there was just so no little. Map. Yeah, there, there was no map, and there was very little information given to the player while right, actually yeah. playing through that game. Not holding your hand at all. Oh, no. <laughs> No, not at all. Yeah. You know, I've played the original Le- Legend of Zelda, like, just to, you know, play it, but, like, oh, man. <laughs> you can't, can't forget your right. roots, though. G- gamers nowadays are just, like, so spoiled when compared to those types of games. The video games back then, like, the late 80s, early 90s, they were hard, man. They yeah, were really yeah. hard. <laughs> well, they made them like that on purpose. Yeah, Like, you ever heard true. of, like, the term, like, Nintendo hard? No, so they actually. Say back in the day, well, because so like they would have replay value, but like going back to Metroid, like the original Metroid is so hard. Oh yeah, it's Big like time. not. It's not even really that much fun. That's <laughs> how hard it is. Right. Yeah. That's so, another one I need to play through. And um, how about in school? Like was Zelda a big deal in school with you and friends or peer groups? Um, other than. The, the friend who I mentioned earlier, whose father had an N64 when we played played it, I didn't really have too many other people that were like, yeah, Zelda's great, this and that. Um, I was really like, out of my school that I was aware of, I was like one of the only ones, you know? Um, my love for Zelda, I feel like, has definitely increased as an adult. Nice. Um, be, mainly because I can now really appreciate everything about the game in a different aspect. You know, I look at the, it's not just a game. It's an environment. It's a world. Right. There's, world right, exactly. Um, uh, but it's the music. Uh, like, I, don't yeah, get started. I, you know, <laughs> I, 
Yeah, no, but like, was, I can't think of like any other game for me personally where I'm like, I love the music so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have the classic of the Mario tunes, whatever, but like, the symphony that is like the Legend of Zelda soundtrack yeah. is like, mm-hmm. it's unmatched. It, it's, like I it's, said, uh, it's... I can't think of another game where I'm like, yes, the music in that game. If I was gonna listen to video game music outside of playing the game, yeah, it, it would be one. Zelda. It yeah, would be Zelda music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine listening to anything else, but I would listen to Zelda music. Yeah. Yes, that's so cool. Yeah, same with me. I mean, I don't remember Zelda being too too popular. Like, obviously, it was you know, around the time of Ocarina of Time. It was pretty big, but mm-hmm. um, uh, especially as like you got older too with like when the GameCube came out and like, you know, Xbox and PS2 were like pushing online and that sort of thing. And Nintendo, you know, was still offline. Even today, Nintendo is a little slow out of the gate as far as that stuff goes, but yeah, their their online servers (laughs) aren't that great either. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) if you're listening, Nintendo, you're Nintendo. Uh, so back to the games. Um, Ocarina of Time was your first our first experience. You got a favorite game? I have. There's a ton. I mean, there's just there's 19 of like the main entries. Yeah, yeah. Not I even mean, counting spinoffs. Yeah, there and there's definitely a handful of spinoffs. Um, I I want to say it's definitely I have like a top three as far okay. as all the games go and. These are in no particular order because I love them all pretty much the same. Um, Ocarina of Time is up there just because of mainly because of the nostalgia factor, I want to say, and how much time I put into it as a kid. Even nowadays, I put a lot of time into it. Like, I must have replayed that game like 25 plus times. Um, Majora's Mask will, it's definitely on a similar level as Ocarina of Time. Because that's another game that I can play through 20 plus times and it's not going to get boring. It's not going to get old to me. Um, as far as like the third game goes, it's not... It's the new the, one of the newest Zelda games, if you don't count the remake of Link's Awakening on the Switch. Uh, Breath of the Wild, it was definitely... To me, it was everything I never knew I wanted in a Zelda game. It, it did turn the whole formula of a Zelda game on its head, but I feel it was done very, very right. And that's a game, that's another one where exploration is like really good. Like, I swear to God, you'll be playing it and be like, okay, I need to go to this waypoint. Oh, hey, what's that over there? And nice. then you just totally get sidetracked for like four hours. And then you're like, what was I doing? <laughs> and it, I love it. I love that, that aspect so, of the game. The world is huge too. Cool. Uh, let's go back to Majora's Mask too. Um, I'm, I'll just say it. Like my blasphemous opinion is Majora's Mask is better than Ocarina of Time. I'm not <laughs> gonna disagree. Like I'm it's really, like, like, I'm really not. <laughs> it's a shorter game, but like it's so like the mechanics of it are just so genius. Mm-hmm. It's like Groundhog Day. You know. Yeah, I mean? just about. Yeah, and it's the characters and the masks. I thought it just was a great. It was one of the best last games too for n64 yeah yeah big time before they dropped uh the gamecube on us yeah which um let's talk about wind waker a little bit did you uh um, so i don't know i don't know if you remember but like before wind waker came out i don't remember if it was e3 or something but they they showed like some footage of a zelda Mm -hmm. game that Mm -hmm. was like super realistic looking and like dark and people were like holy shit and then eventually they're like hey this is wind waker with the cell shaded graphics yep yeah um, wind waker got a lot of flack for that because people wanted their realistic zelda um on the new generation of consoles and i i know the exact video you're talking about too it was ganon ganondorf fighting link in a sword fight and it was just so epic and then you know <laughs> within the year it's like Here's the Wind Waker, and it's like, uh, like I can't. Okay, don't get me wrong. That game is I, so sick, though. That it is. is. I under I understand people being upset because they were. You see this realistic trailer, so you know you're gonna expect a realistic game to come out of it. 
And then we get like this cartoon, cartoony version, and it's like, what the heck is this? I never wanted this, blah, blah, blah. So it got a lot of backlash, but it's definitely aged with time. Like uh, over the years, not like even way years before they did the HD remake on the Wii U. Right. Eventually, late, later in the GameCube's life, people started to realize, oh, hey, this is actually like a really good Zelda game. Who cares if the graphics are like really corny and stuff? But that that's that's got to be one of my top five Zelda games too. The, the sailing aspect, it's so good. Like mm-hmm. it just takes that exploration and just like pushes it further. It's great it, game. It, before you unlock the fast travel, it does take a lot of time to get from point A to point B. But they fixed that in the HD remake. They gave you. Um, it was the uh, it was it was some it was basically another sail for the boat that moved you quicker. So like it, I forget what it's called, but it lets you travel faster on the water. So made it a little easier on you. You know, it took like ten seconds quicker to get from A to B instead. Uh, how about a favorite character? Any favorite characters? Ganondorf. The... Yeah, Ganondorf. Yeah, dude. I don't. It's just something about. He's a pretty the, underrated villain, yeah. Like he's he's like Darth Vader status. I feel like he's pretty he's, pretty badass. Yeah, he's you know he's a he's a warlock. He is um, he is a guru in his human incarnation. I should I should clarify Ganondorf. He is a member of the Gerudo tribe. He's right, which is, which is a tribe of only women, and they only they have one male born every hundred years, and he becomes the ruler. Um, and he possesses the Triforce of Power. He's just, I they just think he's a badass, you know. And he's my main in Smash Brothers, so I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, probably the top Nintendo villain for sure. Like badass. Bowser ain't got nothing on him. <laughs> um, back to like this whole Triforce thing, though. Like, what's okay. it, what? Like, if you could explain it to somebody who has no idea. What, what we're talking about, like, what, how does that come into play so often? Because even though I got to admit, like, it's a bit daunting and the lore can get a little confusing. Oh, man, don't, have you looked at the timeline for the games yet? Oh, I have, yeah. It's very confusing. Um, as far as the Triforce goes, to explain it to somebody who has no prior knowledge or experience, I would consider it as a holy item. In a way, it's, um, I want to say ethereal, but I don't think that's the, the proper word. Um, it, it's basically an object that was created by the three goddesses, or the four goddesses, I should say, in the overall, um, the overall, like, scheme of things. It's if somebody were to possess the Triforce, like gain it, um, get it into their possession, they would have any wish they wanted granted. If a person of pure heart is to obtain the Triforce, Hyrule will prosper and, um, you know, just be like good times for everybody. But if somebody of an evil heart with malicious intent is to gain hold of the Triforce, Hyrule and the surrounding areas will fall into a time of darkness. Um, but yeah, as a general thing, the Triforce is, it's basically like a holy entity or object, I should say. Like it's physical, right? Like it's a it, physical. It, it is a physical thing <laughs> that reach that, out and grab it yeah. right yeah it's well it, it exists in what's called the sacred realm which is you know like right. a, a different dimension compared to hyrule you know like parallel universes whatever you want to call it sure. um, and that's that's in most of the zelda games you know the triforce um it gets broken apart into its into its three pieces power right wisdom and courage and then those pieces end up not so much by like a physical contact, but it's more of just kind of, I guess we want to say it in like a spiritual way, like Link will obtain the Triforce of Courage, but it's just sort of like 
given to him. He just kind of possesses it without actually going and finding it. Um, and that's, that's also dependent on the games. Because, like, Wind Waker Link, he, he had to fish for that. Like, literally, he had to find the pieces of it yeah. and rebuild it in order to possess the Triforce of Courage. Whereas, like, Ocarina of Time Link... When he goes when he goes into the future, pulling out the Master Sword for the first time, he essentially enters the Sacred Realm and he's given the Triforce of Courage. You know, it wasn't like he was seeking it; he just kind of obtained it. You know what I mean? And is didn't Ganon have one part of it too, and yes. Zelda the other one? Yeah. So how Ga- it went? Yeah, Ganon got the Triforce of Power, and Zelda wow. had the the Triforce of Wisdom. I don't know. Would you consider it to, like you, you had said spiritual or religious a lot? Like, does Zelda give off like religious spiritual vibes? Would you say? Um, no, no, uh-huh. not not totally. Um, that was that was really like the best description I could give it. It's I wouldn't necessarily call it. I want to say like holy, like a holy sense about it. Not maybe right. not so much religious. Um, it, it'd be no different than like a Christian looking at the cross in a way, um, except the Triforce is not like something. It is a physical thing, but it's not accessible by like the common man. You know, it, you need to be a part of the prophecy or of that bloodline, like the the royal family of Hyrule. It, it passes down amongst the generations. So, like you know the Zelda you see in any given game, her ancestors possess the Triforce of Wisdom at one point in time, and eventually, or now, this current Zelda already has it. Breath of the Wild. Right, yeah, yeah. It's currently going on now. More or less. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but, like, what was the one that came out prior to that? Was it Skyward? Um, or was there one... After that, so. there there was one actually. I think I have the wiki open. Hold on, let me. I can double check this. I know. After do 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 before okay so before Breath of the Wild, we had Triforce Heroes, um, which was kind of it's it's a main series game, but I think it was a handheld. Um, let me double check. Yeah, it was a a three D a Nintendo three D S game. Um, and before that, we had A Link Between Worlds, which was also a 3DS game. But this yeah. one um, was set in the same Hyrule um, from A Link to the Past. So it's like a direct, indirect sequel to A Link to the Past. But then before those games, that's when we got Skyward Sword in 2011. So we had a couple of handheld. We got Skyward Sword in 11, had okay. a couple of handhelds. And then we got Breath of the Wild in 2017. Okay, I don't know why I keep thinking Breath of the Wild's uh, much older. It, it's only about two years old now. Mm. Two, two and a half years, going on three. Uh, and you had said, like, parts of that game kind of turned Zelda on its head a little bit? Oh, very much so. Yeah. Okay, so one of the biggest things... Um, you know how in Zelda, if you needed rupees or arrows or hearts you just cut down the grass right and start killing enemies and stuff that doesn't exist in breath of the wild whoa at all there they added a cooking feature where you can you know you gather ingredients from the world and if you take ingredients to a cooking pot and throw it all in there you make a dish. Now you can make dishes that heal you. You can make dishes that give you temporary or additional temporary hearts. Um, then there's like, I'm going to call them stat buffs, but they're not stat buffs. Exactly. You can increase your attack power, your defense, your movement speed, um, uh, heat and cold resistance, fire resistance. So it's like you you give yourself these little perks for like a certain amount of time, um, but you're not necessarily increasing your stats. But that's the only way to heal yourself in that game is to to eat things or like cook meals, and that it was Check. like 
you have to prepare ahead of time a little bit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like I know there have been times where while playing that game, I'll look at my inventory and be like, oh crap, I don't have like any food. Like I have a whole bunch of ingredients of stuff like I, I can make. Like if I have just a plain old apple, I can eat that apple and get half a heart back, but that's not very efficient. You know, when I can take like two or three apples and mix them with what's called a hearty durian or two, now I'm filling my hearts completely while also giving myself five extra temporary hearts. I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a very cool mechanic that they added in, and I was not upset with the fact that I can't cut down grass to heal myself anymore. I thought it it made it more way more realistic in the long right. run. People were upset about that though, like you couldn't. There, there were a couple of people. I mean, I don't want to say a Internet, couple. Yeah. There, yeah, were, <laughs> there were groups that were kind of like, oh, you know, maybe the die super diehard fans are like, no, this is not Zelda. This isn't anything like the originals, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, we wanted something different. We wanted that open world sandbox type game. And this is what we got. And I, I personally thought it was great. I thought it was a great game. Um, they did. It looks great. It's a great looking game. It, it is beautiful. It is it another beautiful. Yeah. It is another cell shaded game from Nintendo, but there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. Um, no, right. They an, another thing they changed was how the dungeons work. Now, if you recall, in any Zelda game, there's typically like, go to this dungeon, get a new item, beat the boss. Now you can go to the next dungeon, right? Right. Breath of the Wild was different. They essentially eliminated dungeons altogether and scattered throughout the world um, in plain sight or hidden are what's called shrines. Now, these shrines are essentially mini dungeons where it's like you need to fight a strong enemy or you need to complete a series of puzzles. And then at the end of the shrine, you get what's called a spirit orb. Um, The spirit orb replaces heart pieces. There are no heart pieces of heart in Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah, so wow, you, that's a big change. There. It's, a, it's a very big difference. So what, once you gra- um, attain four spirit orbs, there's somewhere you can go in the world, and you can either give yourself another heart, or you can increase your stamina. This is one of the. I think this is like the second or third game uh, Zelda game that gave you stamina. And a lot of people, like when Skyward Sword came out and that had a stamina bar, people were like, oh, this sucks. And it's like, okay, well, one, it's more realistic. And two, I think it was done very well in the Breath of the Wild. Very, very well, in my opinion. Uh, So I know, aren't they doing Breath of the Wild 2? It did get announced earlier this year that they are doing it is in development right now and youtube is already full of fan theories about what the hell is going on and there's a lot of really cool concepts out there but it's still you know they're all just theories Um, right which link is the breath is it is the breath of the wild link its own link or is it 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 is it is another incarnation of link so most of the pretty much every link we see um, unless you co- talk about Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, that's the same link. I knew um, that, yeah. Um, the original games um, on the NES and the Super Nintendo, The Legend of Zelda, and then its predecessor, The Adventure Link, those are the same link. Have you ever played the second one? I uh, No. I have, wa- I have watched it, and it looks... I hear it's not good, but it's, uh, so, it's, it's a side-scroller. Yeah, no, it's pretty much it combines side scrolling with like the original bird's eye view of of Zelda in the um, originally. I would like to play it just to say I can play it, you know. Exactly. Yeah. One one of my goals is to play every single Zelda game through at least once. Not like get all the heart pieces and complete everything. <laughs> I I want to go from start to final boss and just say I beat it, you know. Yeah, it's doable. Is it? It might be uh, strenuous, but it'll be doable. <laughs> might be a little frustration, but yeah. it'll, it'll be oh, worth yeah. it, man. I would just get that first one over with. Just oh yeah, dude, and get that one over with. Just get them out of the way. After, yeah. Well, I love. I mean, we haven't talked about the two D ones all that much, but like, my first Zelda game was uh, Link's Awakening DX. 
Okay. Handheld. Okay, yeah, yeah, on the Game Boy. They they just yeah. they just recently released the HD remake of that on the Switch. And I've been Of Link's Awakening? Yeah. And oh, I thought they were doing a Link to the Past with that one. No, they um we might see that one. There's not That's, nothing official right now. I don't know why I thought that, but yeah. So it's pretty much like an exact replica. Um, as, as far as I can tell, yeah, it is. It is. It's, much, yeah. it's the same game, um, but they changed. They added some new stuff. They changed um, some mechanics around and stuff. Like for example, in the Game Boy of um, version of Link's Awakening, if you were to come up to like a rock and like push on it before you could actually like move it, before you get the item to move it a text box would pop up and say, oh, this thing's too heavy. But that, like, literally, if you just walked up to the item and touched it, you would get this text box every time. So it would become very annoying. That's something that they changed in the remake. Now you can push on these heavy things all you want, and you're not going to get a text box. They they increase the, the text speed as well. So you're not, like, reading five minutes worth of text. You can just, like, scroll through it super, super fast. Um... But ver- all in all, it's pretty like if you were to play it, you'd pretty much be playing the Game Boy version for the most part. It's pretty cool. But um, Link still doesn't speak, huh? Nope, he is still a silent protagonist. Are, is there voice acting in Breath of the Wild? There is. Um, this, if you don't count the CDI games from the mid '90s, um, maybe we can talk about those for a bit. Those are. You mean like Master shitty. Quest? Um, which ones are those? No, oh my god, I forgot about those. That Master Quest was Ocarina of Time. That yeah. that, that had an update had updated dungeons and puzzles. Um, for like the disc drive for Nintendo sixty four, like in Japan. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. The the was the N sixty four DD or something like that. Yeah, it like it never like, took off. Yeah, no, it didn't. Um, and then we <laughs> then we got the Master Quest on the GameCube version of because they they did a um like a yeah, pre ordered it yeah. They did a um, like a collector's edition of The Legend of Zelda where they ported the original two games, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, to the GameCube. Yeah, and, and I had it. Yeah. Okay, I still have it personally. I wish I, I still did. It yeah. there. You know, I think it's it's becoming worth a lot of money. Um, I was going to say, yeah, actually, if you want to grab it, it's a good chunk of change. Yeah, I saw it on Amazon a couple of years ago for like $120. And that was used, like, not new, so, like, God knows how much a new copy would be nowadays. Um, But Breath of the Wild was the first game to implement voice acting. Link, other than, you know, heavy breathing or, you know, his attack sounds um, and taking damage, he doesn't speak. He is still a silent protagonist. Um, But every other character in that game talks to you. And they poke fun at that too. Like, like, why doesn't this kid ever like say anything? <laughs> no, they they yeah. actually they actually don't. <laughs> like, I know there's um, I think it's a link to the past where there's a scene where Link's like with this chick and she goes, um, like, aren't you gonna say anything? And then like there's yeah. a there's a scene at the end of uh, Twilight Princess where one of the characters is like, what's wrong, Link? Say something. And it's like. You don't ask Link to speak, okay? He just doesn't talk. You leave him to himself. It's it's heavily implied in Breath of the Wild, though, that he does talk. There's no actual right. voice acting for him, but given certain menu options when you're dealing with NPCs or non-player characters for our non-video game <laughs> listeners. Uh, Thank you. He, it, is, it is heavily implied that he speaks, but he does not have a voice actor, and honestly, like, voice acting in Breath of the Wild wasn't all that great. No? No, I purposely downloaded the Japanese audio voice pack, so I didn't have to listen to the American ones. It was Um, that bad, huh? In my opinion, yeah. I wasn't that big on it. I felt like Zelda's voice actor, she she has a nice voice, and I think it fits Zelda well, other than being British. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I didn't think Zelda would have a British (laughs) accent. I understand what you mean, yeah. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't that great in my opinion. So like for my second playthrough of uh, Breath of the Wild on Master Mode, which is like their hard mode, um, I turned on the the Japanese 
dialogues. So like everything I hear is in Japanese, but I've got um, English subtitles on it. So it's like, my, I, I don't know, something about the Japanese language, it just sounds pleasing to me. I don't know. I, I'll like watching anime, to, not to sidetrack too much. But oh, sorry, yeah. I like watching anime in Japanese, but with the English subtitles. It's just... It's we just said that's the only way thing. to do it. Like, there's no other way to watch uh, anime. So, sometime, well, sometimes they do have dubs that right. are... They, they're done by companies over here in the States, and they're not always that great. So I just stick with the original, and I'll read subtitles. I'm okay with that. All right. How about... You know, we never saw a Zelda movie. Uh I like there was there's always been talks of it I feel like here and there but like nothing's ever come to like fruition. I mean, what what's the last Nintendo movie that came out anyway? Uh, um I think they released a Pokemon movie earlier right, Pokemon, yeah. earlier this year, but they've like always been big on Pokemon movies, that's always been a thing. Um as far as Zelda, like I feel like it wouldn't go over well. Like a lot of the times when you Okay, so if you have a movie and you make it into a video game, it's a shitty video game. If you have a game and make it into a movie, it's a shitty movie. That <laughs> seems my... to be like the rule, yeah. Yeah. And for whatever reason, yeah. It just plays out that way. <laughs> and I would be totally okay if we never see a Zelda movie. Um, I know there was a rumor a few years back about a live-action series coming to Netflix and I, I feel like that would be even 10 times worse just because so? I, I, I think that'd be better because they could kind of like let it breathe and like as opposed to being stuck within like a two hour movie. That's true. No, that's but a very good point you raise. It's just like kind of like when you work from like one medium to another. Like I kind mm-hmm. of agree with you. It doesn't like translate all that well. No, not usually. You know what I mean? Because it's like this was made to be a video game, not made to be a movie. Right. Kind of thing. Exactly. I would be. I okay. If they ever did a Zelda movie, you best believe I'm gonna go see it. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. not necessarily gonna <laughs> enjoy it. I don't, I don't think it would be good, but I'm probably gonna yeah. go watch it. Like you got my money anyway, Nintendo. I'm gonna buy all the Zelda stuff. I don't care. <laughs> would you cast as Link? Uh, yeah. Nobody's coming uh, to mind right away for me. No. No. And what about that kid from Game of Thrones? Oh, so you'd have to be a little more specific than that. I don't. Uh, the king, the blonde haired. Me neither, though. Um, the blonde haired, maybe him. I maybe know. I like. I don't know. I know who you're talking about, but I haven't seen like a lot of his work. Yeah, um, that's all I know him from. But... Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you had to make a movie, I guess you'd have to make him talk. And that that would like kill it. I, that would just kill Zelda as a whole. That's always been the thing with Link. He's always been a silent, emotionless protagonist. And it always worked, you know? Right. And I feel like the movie going public wouldn't be able to handle that. Like, it's no. like, he's, like he has to talk. He's the main character. He has right. to. Like, right, exactly. And a lot of people would be confused when they go to see the movie and they're like, who's this guy Link? Who's Z- where's Zelda? You know, everybody, <laughs> everybody thinks Link is Zelda, and right. I just that would give a lot of confusion. You know, a lot, a lot of confusion. Yeah, I mean, I want to say like, pardon me, it feels like it's not gonna happen, but like, I mean, Sonic's coming out soon, so you never know. Yeah, that is true. You know, like this that, could... I feel like that movie is like twenty years overdue. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sonic's been around just as long as um, Mario and Zelda and all that. So, right, yeah, you've seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, right? The the live action one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From like the late eighties, I think it was something like that. Like that's <laughs> when Sonic should have came out, like around the same time, because now that movie's like a cult classic. Yeah. So. I personally, I don't want to see the Zelda movie. That's just my opinion on it. I'd be okay without it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's necessary. Not that any of it's necessary, but... <laughs> That's sure. Like, we don't need these things, but people do it anyway. I mean, if you had the right people behind it, maybe. Yeah. You know, right people... people involved. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I kind of... We're kind of our, our opinion on video game movies is just so soiled. Like, 
Because I agree, like, they're just not that good. No, they, they're not usually done very well. For whatever reason, and yeah. vice versa. Mm-hmm. I always thought the Resident Evil movies were okay. Yeah, they weren't too bad. I haven't watched them since I was a kid, so my opinion yeah. could have changed. Um, they're not great, but, like, for a video game movie, it's not bad. They're one of the better ones out there, for sure. For sure. What about Twilight Princess? Ooh, that's another one in my top five for sure. That, yeah, that that was the realistic Zelda everybody wanted when Wind Waker say, came out. Yeah. That's exactly that the, what that was. Fun. Um, didn't you have, didn't you have a Wii with Twilight Princess? Way way back when. Yeah, I had Twilight Princess. Okay. Because I, I remember playing it, and I had it on the GameCube. I oh, remember. Nice. I remember playing it with with you at at your at your house and i was so confused because all of the maps were mirrored yep yeah exactly i i had no idea that they did that and it just like really tripped me out because i'm like i need to go left and i go left i'm like this isn't where i need to be but then i figured it out and i actually researched it um you know years later do you know why they did that though why there was that big difference? I can't. Yeah, I don't know why. It, it kind of just seems like a why not kind of thing. Like, yeah, let's just reverse it. But there was actually a very good reason behind it. Now, okay, so the Wii has the motion controls, right? You have your yeah. nunchuck and then your Wiimote in the right hand. Um, if you compared side by side the the two versions of the game, um, GameCube and the Wii, not counting the maps being mirrored. But Link has different handedness. In the GameCube version, he's left handed. Okay. And to compensate for the Wiimote being in your right hand while playing the game, they mirrored everything. So Link is now right handed. And that's, I just thought it was crazy that they did that. You know, because mo- the way the game is played, the Wiimote is right handed. So they're like, right. well, well, Link's left-handed. How do we fix this? Just mirror everything. <laughs> Just change everything. Flip everything backwards. Flip everything, yeah. And make Link right-handed, and we're good. And that's what they did. And, like, it kind of worked out, you know? It, that's That was the first game where Link was right-handed. I'm pretty sure. Every that's other cool game, fact. Every other game, he has been left-handed. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure Twilight Princess on the Wii was his first right-handed game, and most games after that, not counting, like, the handheld games, I'm pretty sure he stayed right-handed, because Skyward Sword, same thing, you know, Nunchuck Wiimote, he was right-handed, and I'm pretty sure in Breath of the Wild, he was right-handed as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, not too, that, small fact, not too many people know about the series, that's a good one. Um, was Skyward Sword on the Wii or was it on the Wii U? Um, it was it was originally le- released on the Wii, um, but but the Wii U was compatible with Wii games. So okay. so if you had a Wii U, you could play Wii games. You just you needed the 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 sensor bar and the the Wiimote and the nunchuck. You couldn't play Wii games without those. Well, what about you, man? Do you have a favorite Zelda game? I feel like I've been talking your ear off. <laughs> I know, it's been great. Um, so I was, like, definitely big on Zelda, like, back in the day when I was, like, I guess, like, somewhere around, like, 10, 12, being a teenager. But, like, like for you, like, Ocarina of Time was, like, the big one. Yeah. Or it, it kind of felt like it was just, like, a just a big game in general, not just, like, the game itself, but, like, everything around the game like mm-hmm. it, it was just one of those games that i feel like made people talk about the nintendo 64 like in school yeah and like like i was a diehard nintendo kid for a while like i i wouldn't buy any other consoles <laughs> um the first non-nintendo console i got was the original xbox and that was like later in its life right yeah so like up until like gamecube and i had a wii i was getting like i would get every nintendo console no doubt um, but oftentimes I would say Wind Waker was my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Nice um, choice. That artwork is just, it's so good. It, it really is. It's, it was a different take on 
Zelda as like a whole as far as like visually goes, but it yeah. was it was implemented so well, I think. It it's a very beautiful game. I love the animations in that game. And like just like the exploration on that game was just like taken up like 20 notches, I feel like. Oh yeah. Um uh, I did play a lot of the handheld games growing up too. Do you remember Oracle of Ages and Seasons? I, I do. I I have um, a virtual <laughs> copy of it on one of my DSs. Yes, oh, cool! One, one of my DSs. I'm I'm also a hardcore Pokemon fan, but we can talk about that another time. Um, we could. I, I've never actually played through like I in the in the Oracle games. I'll, I've gotten past the first dungeon, and then like I got stuck because I didn't know where to go, so I just never really kept playing them but i still want to play it you know what i mean i've heard they're very right. good games i haven't played them since around the time they came out but that was definitely one of my favorites how about uh do you ever play four swords uh a little bit um i think Same. i i played it on i played it like single player on my gamecube right. a while ago um but i never went through the game as a whole um, and I never got to do, like, connect four Game Boy Advances to your GameCube, and you're going to have all four people <laughs> playing. No, that was really a thing. Like, you took, so a, we, you took yeah. a Game Boy Advance. Like, single player, you could play on a GameCube controller, right? Um, okay. And you know how for the Wind Waker, you could get the Game uh, Game Boy Advance adapter to plug into your GameCube? I forgot about that. Okay. But yeah, now I do. <laughs> well, that, that was how Four Swords played. You you get four Game Boy Advances, get those adapters, plug them into the GameCube, and you can like while you're playing on the screen, say you take your character and you go into like this little cave over here. Right. Now now you appear on your Game Boy Advance. Like you look down at your Game Boy Advance, your character's on there, you're exploring that cave, and then you leave the cave and now you're back on your TV running around with your buddies. It it was a very unique it was the first multiplayer Zelda game for starters yeah. first, like one and only, I think if you don't, um, I think Triforce heroes in 2015 may have had multiplayer, but four swords was like straight up. Like you can get all four of your friends hook up to this console and you guys can go explore dungeons together. It was, it was a pretty cool right. concept. It is, yeah. Like, on paper, it's pretty amazing. I, mm-hmm. I remember at the time, I felt like that game wasn't, like, too well-received, though. Mm. But, like, I, it's kind of a shame, because, like, it, that's, it's genius. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely... It was definitely a cool concept, but I, I would agree with you. I don't think many fans were like, ooh, this is a really cool idea. Because, like, how many of us had a GameCube, a Game Boy Advance, plus the controller adapter, like... All at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't. I don't know about you. I don't know no. anybody else who did, so... And then to have three friends who also... <laughs> right, who also had Game Boy Advances and that controller adapter, which I think was like 20 or 30 bucks back in the day, so... Not even, was there even a big release for Game Boy Advance as far as Zelda goes, or was it all just the ports? Um, I think... I think it was all just the ports. Let me double check here. Uh, oh no, um, for uh, a link to the past. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. Let me read this right. No, Four Swords was a Game Boy Advance game. I thought and... it was GameCube. Well, I guess it was both. Right. Oh wait, no. Hold on. Um, I think they might have done a separate one for Game. I mean, for Game Boy. Okay, so we had we had Four Swords Adventure, right? Yeah. In two thousand four. That's no, that's the GameCube oh. one. Okay. Then we then we had Four Swords. That was the Game Boy one. Okay. As, as weird as that sounds. And then um I think Minish Cap. Yeah, the Minish oh, Cap. Wow. That that was a Game Boy Advance. That one and that's Soon Link, right? Yes, yes, that oh, continues yeah. uh, Toon Link. That continues on with Toon Link. Damn. That, that's a part of the, um, the the hero doesn't return timeline, I think. Because like, once Ocarina of Time comes into the, the, the lore of Zelda, that's when everything gets really funky and it like splits off into this parallel right. universes and There's stuff. There's like... 
the history where like he defeats Ganon and then like where he doesn't. Right there. Okay, so uh, when you start with you do Ocarina of Time, you have you have two initial splits. You have the hero's successful timeline, and then you have the hero's defeated timeline. So you know, obviously, if the hero is defeated, this that creates its own segment of the timeline, and then when you, if the hero is successful, that splits into t- another two timelines. One where the hero of time disappears. He like Hyrule falls into uh, Ganon's clutches again, but the hero doesn't return. And then the other side of the timeline is the opposite, where the hero does return. And from this, okay, so like for example, um, Ocarina of Time, Ganon gets defeated. Link doesn't return. And he just goes off and does his own thing. That this is where we get into with the Wind Waker, because um, the goddesses of the Triforce and um, the King of Hyrule, they were all like, "Well, we gotta save Hyrule as best we can." Flood it all, flood it all, and that's where that's where Wind Waker comes from. Everything under the water oh, in Wind Waker is the original Hyrule. It's it it's I it's crazy to think about, I know, but that that's that's where Wind Waker falls on the timeline. The Great Sea in Wind Waker is a giant flood caused by the um the goddesses and the sages to help save Hyrule from Ganon. It's so complicated. Uh it's still it still melts my mind sometimes of how yeah. complicated that timeline is. It's fun though too, because like when you, you can kind of get into it. Um, like, have they ever tried? Like, are they going to connect these timelines? Do you think, or like, will like Ocarina of Time Link ever meet Toon Link in a real game? You think, or? Um, I want to. I'm going to say probably not. I know Nintendo is kind of trying to to wrap all the timelines together by putting Breath of the Wild at the end of every single timeline. Sure. But, like, at some point, all three are, like, supposed to converge, and then that's where we get Breath of the Wild. But as far as, like, mixing universes, like, oh, getting Toon Link and Twilight Princess Link together, or even, you know, bringing Ocarina of Time Link into it, I don't think we'll see that in a game other than something like a spinoff game, like Hyrule Warriors. Um, that was basically Dynasty Warriors with a Zelda skin. And Zelda characters and stuff. Okay. Um, but I don't personally. I really don't feel like we'll get a crossover of universes unless it's a spinoff game. That's the best way I could put it. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, they can kind of do that too if they want, which is kind of cool freedom to have. Like, yeah. hey, you can make this Zelda game, and like, well, by the way, it just has nothing to do with anything else. Right. Exactly. The, yeah, because uh, Hyrule Warriors, I'm pretty sure that's not canon as far as like the the timeline goes. I don't think it's canon. And that one has online play. Um, you know, I don't know actually. It might. I don't. It, I don't think it does actually. I think it's all local. I think it, but it's not multiplayer. Like, you can't oh, no. you can't play with somebody else locally, and you can also not go online and play with somebody. So. I never wanted to play it because it's not a canon Zelda game. Like, I remember seeing, like, a review for it, and somebody was like, if you want a canon Zelda game or, like, a typical Zelda game, this game isn't for you. I'm not trying to say it's a bad game. I've just never wanted to play it because it's not an official Zelda game, quote-unquote, you know. It's literally just Dynasty Warriors with a Zelda skin. That's, That's what it is, you know. Yeah, which isn't necessarily too bad a thing. I mean, no. If you if if you enjoy that type of stuff, by all means, go for it. Yeah, because yeah, like, I mean, you think Zelda will ever come into like the online world? Will we ever see like a Zelda MMO? Oh God. Um, I want to say it's definitely possible. Yeah, I don't want. I don't think it's as probable though. You know, like. I think that would take that would just start making Zelda not Zelda, in my opinion. 
you know? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You definitely would have to shift some things and change some things if a bunch of people are going to be inhabiting an online world. Oh, yeah. Big time. Right. I don't know. I feel like Nintendo wouldn't want people like dueling each other. I feel like yeah. that they wouldn't uh, want that. Like it kind of goes against the spirit of it all. Oh, yeah. I, I can I can agree <laughs> with that for sure. But it could be cool. You know what I mean? If you had like kind of like an arena you could go to maybe or something and like sword fight other players. Right. That It's a cool concept for sure. Right. But I don't, I really don't think it's something we're going to see very soon at least. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Nintendo's, you know, obviously they're pretty precious with Zelda, but like, mm-hmm. I think like, you know, they want every release to be like a big thing. So. Oh yeah. Usually. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm not a console guy, but like if I was to get any console, it would be the Switch. Oh, dude, I would say totally go for it. Like, yeah, there, there's some good games out there. There's some good games coming out in the future. And online is only 20 bucks a year. So can't really beat that compared to like 65 a year for like Xbox and Xbox. stuff. Xbox, yeah. Is PlayStation free online still or no? Um, it does offer a free version, but the you know the paid service gives way more features and stuff. So, and I think it's about the same, like fifty bucks a year or something like that. Yeah, it's actually probably a good thing Nintendo's like never been pushing the online thing too hard too, because like I don't think you want to imagine a Zelda game with like skins and like uh, <laughs> uh, loot boxes and all yeah, that stuff like no no please don't dlc <laughs> please don't nintendo if you're listening please don't uh, how about like other media besides video games like do you ever watch the animated show from like the late 80s uh i haven't i haven't really wanted to because i heard it wasn't that great <laughs> so i've kind of steered away from that it's worth checking out but yeah it's a trip yeah, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I know there was, like, a big line of, like, graphic novels and mangas, too. You ever mess with any of that? Or uh, No, but I want to. Like, there's a whole Ocarina of Time manga, and it goes yeah. in, into the backstory of all of the characters and stuff, and I think it would be great to check out that lore, you know? Right, yeah. No, I think about it. I think I have the Ocarina of Time manga bookmarked somewhere, and I just <laughs> never got around to reading it. <laughs> like I have the capabilities I just haven't taken the time no worries uh, so uh, what are your thoughts on like is Zelda going the right way in the future would you say um with Breath of the Wild kind of yeah um I don't feel they strayed too far from the Zelda formula, if you will, with Breath yeah. of the Wild. And the way they did Breath of the Wild, all in all, was just a great experience to me. And I would love to see more of that Hyrule and that style of Zelda game, if you will. So I, I think I can safely say they're taking it in a pretty proper direction right now. Um, yeah, I mean, we basically kind of covered everything I got here. Um, Anything else about the series you'd like to say, talk about? If you haven't played it, you need to. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's, like, that's one thing I would say. Just what game would you recommend to somebody who never played it? Ocarina of Time. Like to get yeah. to get a starting point as as like mainstream and played out, quote unquote, as that game has become. I still sure. think it's a great, great way, great starting point for people to play on. Yeah. Depending on somebody's age, like if they were a little younger, I wouldn't recommend like the 2D ones right away. Yeah. Um, but it's like if you like the 3D ones, like, hey, check these out too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been kind of a sucker for like the 8-bit or 16-bit mm-hmm. overhead view. Um, yeah, they are, it's, they are a lot of fun. You know, they're, just because they're 2D bird's eye view games doesn't mean they're bad games. Simple as that. Not at all, man. Uh, some of my favorites. I mean, Link to the Past is just. I could. I, I thought that was the one they were remaking too. I don't know why. It just made sense to me. Like well, Link's I, Awakening just felt like the obscure one. That, like, <laughs> <laughs> it did. I know. Um, uh, what was it? Nintendo. They had their NES online 
which was basically it was um, software that was included with this Nintendo Online subscription, and it gives you a bunch of NES games that you can play, you know, quote unquote for free. Um, and recently they released the Super NES Online. Which is, it's the same thing, just with Super Nintendo games, and A Link to the Past is on there. So, you know, I have a way to play A Link to the Past now without an emulator on my computer, you know? I can play it right from my Switch. We would never do that. That's illegal. (laughs) Right, yeah. don't, (laughs) Don't download pirated copies of video games, people. Nintendo doesn't like that. Right, yeah. No, Nintendo really doesn't like that. Oh, no, yeah, they really don't. Yeah, all jokes aside, yeah, they are They're big, big on their copyright stuff. Well, I mean, as they should be. No, I agree. I totally agree. But sometimes they, they make it, take it a little too far. Like, if you use, like, if they have, like, a cutscene that's copyrighted and you use, like, a segment of that, if you don't, like speed it up, slow it down, or, like, mirror the image. Nintendo's, like, on YouTube, for example, will hit you with a copyright strike. Oh, Cause yeah. Because, like, that's ours. You can't have it. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty with, intense about yeah, that. Yeah, there will be no Zelda samples or anything played in this podcast. Right, exactly. <laughs> as much as we'd love to have them on the, have it on the background music, it's just not going to be a thing. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Yeah, Nintendo would hit us pretty hard if we tried that, I'm sure. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think that about wraps it up. I mean, we barely scratched the surface. I, I know. If, like anybody, the of Zelda. <laughs> if anybody's That's curious, that was the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could definitely do a part two or definitely get together and talk about something else in the future. Um, I would be so down, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, yeah, dude. No problem. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Yeah. Um, Similar to the first episode, I felt like this one kind of wrote itself a little bit. Big time, Um, I'd say. Yeah. Um, Anything you want to plug or anything while uh, while the mics are still hot? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Thanks for checking out Sentimentally Ill and stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah, this is episode two. Um, Probably going to require a little bit of editing, which is okay. (laughs) A little more updates. I have the guests for episode three all set. Sweet. We don't have a a recording date and um, I won't reveal who it is yet, but him and I are going to be talking about a a couple little things here and there. Um, Not everything's as nice as like the legend of zelda or barbie <laughs> so we're kind of going to break it up into a few things um so be on the lookout for that i'm already excited yeah this has been this has been a lot of fun um things are kind of snowballing very mm-hmm. like slowly but it's been pretty cool like ever since that first episode got up there people were like oh shit like oh this is <laughs> actually a thing like like <laughs> so for now i'm just trying to like just try to get get into people's ears Right, no, I totally understand. Totally understand, dude. Um, well, that's enough of that. This has been Sentimentally Ill, episode number three. Oh, I'm sorry, episode number two, The Legend of Zelda 2. <laughs> uh, I'm, um, I've been Anthony Savasta. I'm Joey Mercer. Take care. <laughs>